0: Rex Mendoza of Rammer Financials. Today, we're going to be starting a new series. This one was a request. I've, I've talked about this in, in many events and uh, many of the times I, I got invited. And, you know, it's, it's this talk about simple steps to wealth creation. It's actually what Rampver was all about uh, when, when we thought about putting up Rampver uh, making sure that we're in the financial services space more for the clients, more for the individuals and families rather than the companies, rather than products. Uh, we, we wanted to focus on people and set them off in a very simple pathway to financial prosperity or even financial security. Now, many of you might even ask, you know, why, why talk about this now? There's a crisis, uh, there's a pandemic, might not be too relevant to think about wealth creation. You know, it's always relevant. Maybe for some of you, this can be an affirmation. Why? Because today, even with a pandemic, you're secure. You're not too problematic about what's happening. Yes, you're gearing up and raring to go back to work or to get down to business. But for many of us, it's a time to revisit what we have done in, in the in the good old days when we're, we're earning but but we're spending it all or maybe we're earning but we're so dependent on a single source of income maybe some of us are thinking that way that you know i, I now need help i need the government to give me uh, food packs i need i need my 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 mayor to help me you see we put ourselves in that situation and I guess this video is all about putting all the elements and all the principles in so that we get to realize you know when we ever get back again into the groove then maybe we should be doing other things and that's the reason why some of us are doing well and some of us are really suffering and going through the pain maybe this can help because when things get better then we're going to also be better on a greater track, a more refined track towards establishing security for our families, uh, providing them the very best we can. So again, let's start. Simple steps to wealth creation because number one is really, really important. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to start here. I'd really like to, you know, really focus, and concentrate on the elements of this number one step. Now, as I tell a lot of friends, you know, many people tell me, uh, most financial advisors, when when, when they talk, they start with budgeting. They start with controlling expenses. That's very important. But that's not the first step for me. You know why? Because I don't want budgeting. I don't want controlling expenses. I want to be able to uh, have a bigger bigger base to spend and and enjoy life, right? So for me, instead of looking at the negative side and controlling the expense side, the first thing I do is expand the revenue side so that I have more to spend, I have more to enjoy. So if I expand the revenue side and even if I spend a little more, I still have much to set aside. I still have much to to invest and, and, and to uh, you know, put in instruments that can that can work for me over the long time, over the long periods. So, uh, certainly step number one is very very important and I guess it, it kind of differentiates uh, the approach. So, step one is expanding your earning potential. It's, it's making sure we have more income streams. You see, for most of us Filipinos uh, that's something we need to change you know and when we were growing up we were uh, told by our parents you know study um, do well in school so that after that you can get into a good job and you can earn money and when we did that and when we got that income and we're happy we're fine so it's almost like everything comes from a single source of income which is a job and and, and that's why the real pathway to wealth is difficult because the only source is a job. Yes, many of us, you know, kind of save and invest, but that's not exactly uh, something that grows over time because even, even, you know, even as people save, they spend their savings. So, what we have to look at is a perspective of providing sources of income on top of jobs, on top of even businesses, so much so that we have different avenues for income, different flows. So when I look at comparing single source of income and then that takes care of all the expense flows, can you just imagine if we maintain the expense flows or even become uh, you know, uh, meticulous about that so that we control the lifestyle, We're going to be talking about that. That's another step here. But let's look at this. While creating different flows, and because there are different flows, obviously, the lifestyle, the expense can easily be overcome because you have different sources of income. So again, step one, expand your earning potential. Get more income flows. Get more income streams. And we're going to deal with with the elements of this. Because even as we say, okay, um, I have a job, it's a good job, it's a high-paying job. Let's scrutinize that. Because, you see, there are two types of income. One is active income and the other is passive income. You know, active income is where you earn money and that money is derived out of our own practice of professional business. So, it's almost like it's earned income. You work and you get paid for it. It's active. It involves us. Passive income is when you earn money without getting involved or with very little involvement. Passive income is income generated from assets, from investments. So, you see the The comparison between the two, in active income, we are involved. In passive income, not to involve. So, just with that definition, you get this main differentiation. Here, you become the bottleneck. You know, we only have 24 hours a day. You cannot work uh, 25 hours a day. Many of us try as much as possible to have two jobs. Three jobs, you know, it, it, it kind of stresses us out. But the expansion of that involvement doesn't impact income expansion too much because it's all active. In passive income, your involvement becomes little and smaller and little and smaller, but the income increases because you're not involved. It's because it's the assets that you put up, the businesses that you put up that pays you off for the long term whether you're as involved with it or not. And that's the reason why i want us to look at this chart. You know, I'm going to be showing this chart. It says, you know, there's a line of active income which is usually linear. Come to think of it, even if the economy grows or recovers, uh, do you really get? as much from your earnings in terms of a slope? No. Because even if the company makes more than 40%, 30% growth in income, it's not going to give all of its employees that much. Most of us get increases that are what? Comparable to inflation. And that's why the growth of active income is is linear. Even, you know, as, as, you know, it can be a professional, like a doctor. At the start... You're not earning enough and then it goes up and the slope becomes higher because you get more and more patients however it's not gonna be as asymptotic or else you're gonna wait for a really long time until you know most of our doctor friends right when they get a little older that's the time that slope really rises but uh, you know at that particular point it's an inverse proportion to the kind of energy you have because of age it's quite ironic right But then again, passive income is, you know, a a very different line. And and I even call it, you know, check this out, it's a word called asymptotic. You know, it it rises exponentially without touching the line. Why? Because more and more assets, more and more earning propositions, the income really goes up and the slope gets higher and higher. Now, if you're going to be putting this thing together, As you build a passive income, your linear income slope is, you know, kind of progressive but, you know, predictable. Passive income slopes cross it. That crossover point is very, very important to many of us because that crossover point, when your passive income equals or becomes greater than your active income, you now have a good choice. Will I continue working? Or will I let passive income, you know, support me and my family? Because that can happen. People have passive income greater than their active income. So they work because they want to, not because they have to. There's a difference. They work because they want to. It, it serves a purpose. It, it drives their why. But they don't need the income anymore because their passive income is already greater than their active income. How many of you would like to have that? Very unfortunately, a lot of Filipinos are focused on active income. And that's the reason why many of us work our entire lives until we have to retire. And, and, and that's why they, they characterized it as, as walking or running on a treadmill. It's almost like you're running in place until it's time to rest. But the gains are really very little because it's all within us. So clearly, you have to imagine, you have to do something about this. Obviously, I think we're driving home the fact that we have to build passive income. But before that, even active income, we have to scrutinize. You know, because active income can be differentiated. You can be paid. For time, and you can be paid for results. Who's paid more? A person paid for time, or a person paid for results? A person paid for time is someone who gets a salary, works 8 to 5, or even more, right? And gets a fixed income, no matter what happens. You know, the typical office employees like that. But the boss is different. You know, the president of companies whether they're professionals or owners, are paid differently. They're paid for results. They get huge bonuses. They get a slice of the profits. And they do what they need to do outside the realm of just office work. Isn't that unfair that, that you see staff in the office getting to a grueling day, working from 8 to even 6 or 7, you know, going home late to their families, and they, they get paid much, this much. And then they do well, company does well, they get an increase of 5%, 6%. They get promoted, they get an increase of 15%, 20%. Over time, because those promotions happen every three or four years, and maybe those salary or merit adjustments happen every year, not so much of a, an income impact. However, the president goes to the office at 10 or 11, you know, wet hair because of playing golf. He worked. Was he paid for that golf game? The answer is yes, because he's paid for his results. And that's why whatever he does, he doesn't have to go to the office and then, and, and, you know, chalk up time like, oh, I'm here 8 o'clock or I left 7 o'clock. You see, For them, it's the results that you have to look at because their basic salary is not exactly their pay. That's little compared to the bonus schemes they have for really creating great companies that perform sustainably. That's very important. That's why executives are paid. You know, sometimes they call it really unfair, but it's because of the results. But then... Some take it to an astronomical level. They really work on weekends. They work, you know, they they spend too much time. And it's, is it worth it? Even executives, even highly paid people have to create passive income. If they want to get into a time in their lives where they can relax, but maintain their lifestyle, there has to be passive income that's going to augment the active income that's there. So it's, it's very very important even in active income you differentiate the way we're paid but more importantly you have to realize hmm, that doesn't have to stop there. I have to augment it and, and, and that's why we need to look at seven streams of income. Now a guy named Janice Butevics wrote this. There are seven streams of income and the good thing about it is that you can have Two of every stream, or three of every stream, or an unlimited number of every stream. And maybe some of us are not going to be comfortable some stream we don't have. But you have different sources. You have different streams. So when you have more streams, that that means you have more passive instruments and assets that help you. So let's look at all of these seven. Number one is earned income. We talked extensively about that and we realize we have to augment that so what are the other things that we can earn income from and I'll tell you the way I've structured this is you know the activity or the personal involvement becomes lower and lower so highest level of personal activity or involvement is earned income because we earn the money for the work we do then the next step is the other stream is Profit income. That's what we get from our businesses. If you notice, when you set up a business, your involvement at the start takes up, you know, really, really much of your day. But for many business people, they, you know, extend it to the point of creating what we call leverage. What's that, you know? I've I've read this, many of the, you know, um, mentors that I have, I've, I've read this in their books. Uh, I've listened to many people who have done this. They say leverage is a source of wealth. And it's not leverage in terms of credit. It's leverage from the talent of other people. A Leverage of the talent of other people means you create a, a, an enterprise where you have talented people working for you. So it's not just your active involvement. It's the active involvement of others that you can pay. So which means your business can grow on top of what you can do. And even if you dial down your involvement, the business can go on its own because you have a talented cast of people who maintain a sustainable, profitable enterprise. How's that? So businesses actually earn more money than jobs if they're really well built, well planned, if they have really good sources of uh, competitive advantage if uh, you have great brands. See, people create the value and you can actually go lower in involvement or start another enterprise. I mean, how many people do we know who are like that? I mean, I have friends. You know, they have multiple businesses, right? I, I guess many of you know that I'm from the mastermind group of Brother Bo. I mean, that mastermind group, is lethal in terms of profit streams. It's lethal in terms of income streams. You know, we we have friends there who just come up with business ideas and execute on these business ideas. And that's the reason why, you know, being wealthy is not an issue for them. Actually, it's a function of contribution already because their income streams are wild. You know, they, they have many. But on top of profit income, which would be business. A third stream is royalty, royalty income. Royalty income is when you write books, you write songs, you perform, and you get a license for that. You get, you know, something that can create income from, for, for you over a long period. And it's your royalty on that that you create. Can you imagine queen is earning from the songs it wrote in the 70s. The hits they had in the 70s. In fact, you know, Freddie Mercury is dead because, you know, of, of, of what happened to him then. And I think many of us watch the movie. But the income stream is still there. And the income stream benefits, you know, his girlfriend Mary Austin and a you know, set of charities that are there because of the wonderful art music that they've created long ago people who write books are like that as well i mean when you write a bestseller and it's selling like 10-15 years after you're still earning that royalty for something you've worked on before so think about it can we create something like that you know this is the first time i'm gonna discuss this but the truth is some jobs some earned income can also become Royalty income, depending on what you choose to do. So let me tell you, sometimes people on active involvement work for financial services. They become advisors, okay? So advisors are great. They earn more for their results rather than their time. So you see advisors really even taking it part-time but earning more than the active income of other people who are working 8 to 5 jobs, And they're helping others, they're putting others in the right pathway to prosperity and security. But they're earning from it. That's a way of looking at, you know, earned income in a different way. Earning through the results because the income is variable. However, there are different functionalities, there are different, you know, platforms that can give a person royalty income. Okay, again, first time I'm going to be doing this. Our friends in IMG are like that. Our friends in IMG, they get themselves into a great education platform and they're sharing this with other people. You know, at first you want to become a member? Yes, you can become a member. But after becoming a member, you get to realize, you know, I can share this with others. I can help other people. So what they do, they become partners in the business. They become leaders afterwards. What happens? You know what? Part of their income becomes royalty income. In fact, many members work their butts two, three years, and then they kind of slow down, but the income stays. Why? Because there's a bit of that that's royalty income. They are builders. They are not sellers. It's, it's It's a very different way of viewing it. It's a very disruptive view, but it works. So, when you say you disrupt it by not being a seller and by being a builder, getting people involved in the system, that can create royalty income. How's that? I mean, you think it's earned income. It's earned income because of a you know, sideline that has actually become a mainline for a lot of people. You know, that the guys they call ring, ring earners, uh, green jackets, CEOs, these are the guys... Who actually turned their passion of education and and financial literacy into a solid business that earns them royalty income. And because of their exposure, they get themselves into other sources of income. And that's the reason why many of them are now what I call unstoppable. Okay? It's called unstoppable because, you know, they just earn on a daily basis and it becomes so addicting. So, on top of royalty income, let's move on to the next one. It's called rental income. And this is what we do when we accumulate assets in real estate. You know, whether it's in offices, residential property, or even land that we lease out to uh, you know, warehouse owners or, or manufacturing facilities. Rental income becomes passive income. Because at first you're involved you know, when, when you strike the deal in the lot or, or uh, you know, buy that residence uh, beautify it a bit, make it really livable, and then rent it out. At first, you're very involved. Later on, you know, the lease contracts go for a year, go for three years. So, your involvement will be very little until, some, until something conks out or, or something uh, is needed by your tenant. Your involvement goes lower and lower. So, rental income is one passive income to really accumulate. You know, can you imagine having one one property that pays you like, let's say, half of your earned income. What does that mean? If you have two properties, you can stop working because the rentals are going to be paying you what you're earning from your job. But that's still risky. What if suddenly one becomes vacant? What if you have five rental properties? Then it becomes really substantial, right? It now becomes Something formidable. But you see, I have a friend with more than 600 rental properties. Can you imagine what kind of an income that is? 600. And I think many of you know him. You know, he's a great member of that mastermind group. He's our real estate guru. But can you imagine having 600? we can start with one and two and build it up from there i guess there are no secrets because these guys teach other people these guys share what they know but the thing is it's not in the sharing right it's in the receiving how many of us listen to advice how many of us really have good mentors many of us don't many of us watch youtube videos that don't exactly contribute to the improvement of our lives. They called, they're called simply entertainment. And quite frankly, pathetic, right? We only have ourselves to blame if we're like that. So aside from this, where our involvement becomes little by little, let me give you the last three, the last three streams where your involvement is actually none at all. And these are interest income dividend income capital gains so come to think of it what were the first four that i talked about the first four we talked about earlier earned income profit income royalty income rental income a bit of involvement cascading downwards however you know interest income dividend income and capital gains almost no involvement at all and that's the reason why the curve of income goes really asymptotic or just goes up and doesn't just touch that line. It's really, really steep at a certain point because interest income is, is money we earn from placements in, in, in you know, guaranteed instruments, right? Many of us have that, time deposits, certificate of deposits. You know, they, they give you a stream monthly. Actually, the stream is daily. Actually, the stream is... Is, is every minute. You just don't compute it that way, right? It's money working for you. Can you just imagine if you have enough so that the interest income is also enough to fend for your expenses? The thing with interest income though is because it's fixed income, it doesn't have too much of growth. In fact, the difficulty is as you build up interest income from the base of fixed income investments that you have, there is a tendency for that to shrink in value because of the purchasing power of money. I think we all understand that, right? So, that being guaranteed income can grow, but we need to position certain parts of our money for growth. And that's the reason why we will have to invest in stocks, why we will have to invest in more direct forms of business ownership. Because when we invest in businesses, whether they're listed in the market or not, they give us dividend income and they give us capital gains. So it doesn't have to be listed, ladies and gentlemen. Once you invest in businesses like a business of a partner, a business of a relative or a friend, you're taking part of the potential income that that business can give you and that can be dividend income. And there would be capital gains because that business can grow. That's clear for the stock market because everything's in a given system. So basically, as you buy a share of a company, you get dividends when they distribute income, and you get capital gains when the prices of those move. It's just that today, the market is so depressed that you know we don't actually see the capital gains. You know, they might even the people who will be locked up with capital losses. But that's temporary. The important thing is to have all of these sources or or a number of each source. See, as you build up income, you will realize your involvement becomes little, but the income goes up, which means there will come a point where you don't become the limit. It comes to a point where, where we can sleep And still earn money. You know, uh, I've seen a lot of posts like that. You know, landlords earn while they sleep. Isn't that very true? You're the landlord. You own a host of properties while you're sleeping. The properties earn money. That's the same case for businesses. That's the same case for, you know, capital assets that can put you in a place where you can earn money while you rest and sleep. Now that we know the seven streams of income, how do we now get into having more of these? I think the question becomes, okay, I know what those are, so how do I have more streams of income? And the crux of all of that lies in one question. What do you do on your spare time? Yes, the answer lies in what do you do in your spare time? Do you spend money or do you earn money? And I think for many, many Filipinos, spare time is associated with entertainment, associated with spending, being in the mall, watching a movie. So instead of earning money, we're actually spending it. But not a lot of people are like that. The people who position themselves for wealth, the position who, you know, position themselves to to accumulate, getting themselves into other sources of income to have streams of income for their future. They're the ones who differentiate, and they differentiate with the use of their spare time. And for many of us, it becomes a way of life. You know, I'll tell you, numerous people out there were just waiting and raring to go back to work. You know, many of us thought it's just going to be for a week. Many people waited to get back to work. And then before we know it, it's become a month, and it's now almost two months and a half. So those people are still waiting to get back to work, waiting to get back to their single source of income. Whereas there are other people who thought, you know, what can I do within this time? How can I grow within this time? How can I learn within this time? And maybe that that positions them to watch different things, to to get themselves into different activities, to earn, not to spend. See, I'm not even talking about just the ECQ, my friends. Even before the ECQ, I mean, Filipinos in general, we watch a lot of these telenovelas. We watch Am Provinciano. How does that impact your income? Uh, people are going to say, you know, Rex, no, sorry, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm resting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, relaxing. Really? If you want to rest, sleep. <laughs> it's a better way of resting. When you watch all of these, you know, telenovelas, films, you get emotionally involved. And I'll tell you, there are times when you were more stressed than Cardo. You were more stressed than the actors on screen. So instead of dealing with that and putting all of that stuff, and I'll tell you, three hours a day, on the average, Seven days a week would be spent that way, which means nine weeks of productive time, really getting into more of these entertainment and spending rather than earning. So, there were people who focused themselves on just you know getting themselves into opportunities, and even within this ECQ, you see, as I say, it's a way of life. So, I, I see a lot of friends thinking, you know i cannot work or 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 my business is shut down what can i do so some people pivoted their businesses you know people who were in fashion they're now making ppes people who were supplying and trading certain products they're now supplying masks supplying disinfectants you know all of a sudden they just turned their business around very very important you know one member of the mastermind group you know with that ingenuity and creativity, created Lola Move. You know, check it out. Lola Move by Lola Lena. Great business. Facebook, you know, done. And, you know, he did it in a way that actually entertains himself. So earning money is just basically a byproduct of it. He just wanted to unleash his creativity and his entrepreneurial genius. And there are other people who are actually not as mature and maybe, you know, very young, not as learned and, and experienced as that person, but they do what they can. You know, a friend of my daughter, Dane Salcedo, check her out, Dane Salcedo, you know, she's a great makeup artist, but there are no events right now. So immediately, she pivoted into, into something else. She, she tried cooking, and then, you know, while she's doing this in the past, in, in you know, certain instances, now she just got into the craft and realized, you know, she can be good at this. And mind you, her shrimps, you know, her shrimp dish, people have to line up for that. I mean, we have to wait for today. You know, we we, we ordered it last week, we're just gonna have it today. So there are people who are like that. Now, put yourself in that same frame of mind. Will you think about how to spend your time and just while it away? Or would you think about how to grow and how to expand your sources of income? How you get yourself into new streams of income so that you have a bigger, wider base? Again, what do you do on your spare time? When you get to answer that question and when you like, look at all of your options, it can actually change your life. It can actually give you a better foothold of, of, of your talent, better foothold of, of, of the purpose you might have. And you see, on top of just providing the very best for our families, it can also give us an avenue towards realizing what we are here for. Why are we in this world for? What difference can we make in other people's lives? You see, it's not about business and, and profiting from business, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's more of how I contribute to my world, How I share my God-given palette. How I make a difference. How I create impact in the lives of other people. Yes, streams of income follow. We get to earn. But most important thing is that those are byproducts. The byproducts. the talent we share to the world. Now, as we deal with the streams of income and we grow them, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be wealthy. It's not what you earn, it's what you keep. And that's the reason why the four succeeding steps on this simple path to wealth creation is very important. And sorry you'll have to wait for the next videos that will be discussing the four other steps. Till then, thank you so much. I'll see you again soon. God bless.